my voice is a little droggy coming in there. Oh, I got a little something stuck in my throat. What's up, you guys? Sing along if you know the words. You should. Sending a wind blowing hot from the north. Then we were born to ride. You know, I fucking miss this song so much. I miss hearing it live and in person. Crank up the Beach Boys, baby. Don't let the music stop. What is going on, you guys? How is it going? What's up, you guys? Welcome to My Blue Thoughts. Uh, This is my Dodger podcast. I am your host, Peter Sirs, comedian uh, with an asterisk next to it. Not because I use performance-enhancing drugs, but because um, I'm technically kind of not a... I mean, yeah, no, I actually... I am a fucking comedian, dude. I did stand-up comedy this this weekend and got paid for it. So what? What do you think about that? I got a number. How you like them apples? <laughs> um, what's going on, you guys? Uh, first off, I'll just start off with saying that uh, I last week said that I would like for the Dodgers to go five and one. Um, but I figured they'd probably go four and two, and that's exactly what happened. For some reason, man, the Giants, no matter how good or shitty they are, it just you know, I've said it over and over again on this fucking podcast. No matter how shitty they are, man, they always play the Dodgers tough and they manage to steal the game from the Dodgers this weekend. God fucking damn it. But um you guys, there's a there's a lot, a lot to get into this week. Um first of all, uh don't know what the fuck is happening with Joe Kelly, but he's on the IL, which is the injured list, not to be confused with the disabled list, because we can't call it what we've been calling it forever, because people get offended, and I get it, dude, I have a disabled father, it doesn't offend me, man, fucking, it's called the disabled list, because at the moment, people are disabled, and they can't play, so they call it the injured list to fucking be politically correct, Whatever, man. He's got right shoulder inflammation, which, I mean, that can mean a million things. Inflammation is a word that nowadays kind of just gets thrown around. Um, It probably means just that it's really sore. And I guess they do an MRI and they see that there's inflamed, you know, muscle tissue and whatnot. And, you know, who the fuck knows, man? Inflammation can mean so many things. But, um... I'll tell you this, um, if he's on the IL for 10 days and he ends up having to miss eight games because of the suspension that he was handed by Major League Baseball, which is a bunch of fucking bullshit, uh, that's basically a third of the fucking season he's going to miss, which is also, I mean, it's not bullshit, it's, you know, but come on, man, like, I hope, I hope it's just some inflammation or not something more serious because honestly um joe kelly is a vital part of this dodgers bullpen even though we have some stars emerging in that bullpen joe kelly is a vital part of it and first of all can i just really i didn't get into it last week um this fucking bullshit eight game suspension because he threw quote unquote at alex bregman's head 
Whoever's watching this fucking game and handed out the suspension clearly has never seen Joe Kelly pitch because Joe Kelly is effectively wild all the fucking time. His stuff goes all over the place. He hits guys, man. You guys remember 2013? What happened? He fucking hit Hanley Ramirez. Did he hit him on purpose? Maybe. Or was he just trying to throw in and he, he fucking missed the target and didn't care if he hit him? That's what I think actually happened. But what ended up happening in 2013, in case you don't remember, Hanley Ramirez was hitting fucking everything in sight. He was the Dodgers' best hitter at that moment. And he got hit in the ribs. And he wasn't the same. And the Dodgers lost against the fucking Cardinals. And they still haven't won a World Series since 1988. Fuck the world. I don't like that shit, but whatever. Uh... I really would like to talk about uh, Chris Taylor really quick. Like, So uh, the other day, um, the Dodgers were playing the Padres. <coughs> <coughs> Sorry, guys. In San Diego, and it's the ninth inning. And, uh, you know, it's a, it's a, you know, Dodgers are winning, man. And it's the ninth inning. Machado's up, and I'm pretty sure the the Dodgers were up by a run, if I'm not mistaken. I'd have to go back into the thing. Sorry, I don't have... Yeah, this was... Uh, was it Tuesday or Wednesday? No, it must have been Wednesday. Yeah, so they're up by a run. And uh, here's a fly ball. Actually, you know, off the bat, it's hard to, it's hard to tell these days... You know, watching everything on TV and with with the fans not being there. You know, sometimes when you're watching on TV, you can kind of tell how far the ball's going by the fans. Although sometimes, a lot of times, I should say, most fans, a lot of fans, start cheering just because it's a fucking pop fly. Because, you know, they're sitting so high that they can't tell the difference or they don't have depth perception. It's whatever, man. I've been there too. I get it. Okay? That's why I don't like sitting way up top. But anyway, Machado hits a fucking liner. And then here comes Chris Taylor. There's a guy on third. The tie runs on third. It's one out. And he tags up, man. And Chris Taylor fucking catches the ball. Perfect execution on Chris Taylor's part. Keep in mind, when the Dodgers picked up Chris Taylor, okay, at the end of the uh, 2016 season, in a late season, you know, trade that everyone's like, what the fuck's Chris Taylor? Uh, he was whatever. You know, he was an infielder. He was a utility infielder, second base, shortstop, maybe even a little third base. And then over the offseason, the Dodgers were like, hey, man, like, you know, we kind of need a utility guy. We're going to teach you how to play the outfield a little bit. And in 2017, obviously, he has a breakout season playing all over the place. Very vital part of the Dodgers uh, World Series run that ended up getting thwarted by the cheating Astros. You guys know the story. Um. But anyway, my point is, he's not an outfielder. You know, that's something that he had to learn. So to watch him run up on a fly ball and just catch it on the throwing hand and run through it and fucking make an absolutely perfect one-hop throw to the plate, 93.3 miles an hour out of his hand. Like, are you fucking serious, dude? And to throw out the runner, ending the fucking game and, you know securing the Dodgers not only victory of that game but the series victory um that was an exciting play and ah fuck man 
what really bothered me about not i mean i love the 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 play was fucking great was the fact but what bothered me was the fact that some of you guys may or may not know but i i'm I'm in oklahoma currently because uh my job is non-essential and um i'm watching this on tv and obviously we talked about it last week but there's i'm two hours ahead so at this point you know it's probably 11:30 close to midnight everyone in the house is asleep and i'm in a, i'm staying in a very tiny house in oklahoma with uh my girlfriend's father and my girlfriend and under normal circumstances i would have been yelling screaming fuck yeah hell yeah i don't fuck yeah like even though i'm not there like i still i i scream at the tv i'm not the only one and I couldn't because I'm, I don't want to wake anyone up. And they're just like, fuck, dude. I got to get the fuck out of here, man. So uh, <laughs> anyway, but it reminded me. And, you know, this is just me. These are my blue thoughts, not yours. Um, it took me back to uh, I had a similar play when I was in high school. Um, I don't know the exact date, but it was in 1996. So... That's what, 24 years ago? Fuck, dude, that's crazy. Ugh. Um, anyway, so I'm in center field but because I'm a great fucking center fielder. And uh, we're playing Montclair High School. Okay, I, I went to Chafee High School in Ontario. And uh, I'm playing center field. And on second base is uh, this guy. I, I was actually trying to get a hold of him because um, I wanted him to talk about this uh, particular play because we kind of, whenever we run into each other, it's been a while, but we he always recalls this play. So, uh, you know, like I grew up, you know, in Southern California playing travel ball um, on a bunch of teams and American Legion and just, you know, played all the baseball that I, I could play. And uh, so in, you know, not during high school, you know, we played on a couple teams together, me and this individual. Um, his name's Jose Munoz, but we called him Chema. And uh, so I knew him. We're very familiar. We'd been teammates before, but obviously we go to different high schools, so we're, we're enemies or, you know, opponents at the moment. And he's on second base, and anyone that knows me knows that uh, I get pretty vocal on the field. Um, I like to talk shit sometimes. But I'm kind. I'm very loud. I'm a very big cheerleader for my team. I'm always, you know, one of the loudest guys out there, rooting my guys on. I get pumped up. You know, I try to pump the guys up. It's just my personality, man. And uh, you know, I, I, I'm a competitor on the field. You know, but because of the familiarity between the two of us, he's sitting on second base, and we're playing. It's a one nothing game, by the way. Okay, and uh, I'm on first. I, I'm. I'm like I said. I'm in center field, but. I had scored the only run of the game. I, I know that for a fact. Um, I think I got like a bunt single or something. And then my buddy Mario Corona, shout out to Mario, um, drove me in. So we're winning one nothing. Uh, my friend Isaiah Granados is on the mound pitching. He's at this point pitching a shutout. It's two outs, by the way. And uh, Chema's on second base. I'm in center field. And I'm yelling at him, hey, Chema. You better not try to score, dude, because I'm going to fucking hose you. If they hit it to me, I'm going to fucking hose you. Don't go, dude. I'm going to fucking hose you. And he's looking at me. You know, you know, we're opponents, but, like, you know, we're also, we know each other. We're cool. So it's kind of like a joking thing. And uh, K 
Kevin Randall, who is like a star shortstop at Montclair. I believe he was a freshman at this point. Uh, he's up to the plate, and he's getting a lot of you know ink in the papers and whatnot. And anyway, and I had played with him too, so I knew him as well. Um, he, he and I had played on a travel ball team together, and uh, he hits a base hit up the middle, man. Hits a base hit up the middle, and I'm like, holy fuck, dude. He's not going to try to go on me. Sure enough, base hit up the middle. I come up throwing, and... I'm not trying to brag you guys, but like I'm a very fundamentally sound center fielder, especially then, still now. I may not have the range that I used to have, but I can still fucking play center field, man. Kind of. I mean, I can't, but I just don't have as good a range, but I could still get the ball. I could I could get reads off the ball. I'm fundamentally sound. I come up throwing and I was always very fundamental as far as like throwing through the cutoff man, you know. So that if the cutoff man needs to cut off the throw, it's where it needs to be. But if he wants to let it go, it could go one hop. And I don't know what happened, but I was trying to throw through the cutoff man. And for some reason, the ball kind of like slipped out of my hand. So instead of throwing it through the cutoff man, it just goes airmail. Um, it sails and I'm like, oh, fuck, because I don't throw the ball that way. I always throw it. You know, to get one hop to wherever I'm throwing it to, if I if need be, um, it's just more accurate to throw it that way. And uh, I air it out, and I get scared because I'm like, damn it, I just fucked up. But because I'm so fundamentally sound, the ball, even though I throw way over the cutoff, man, on the fly, <laughs> goes right to my catcher, Luke Contreras. He catches the ball, and fucking Chema, who I told. That I would fucking hose if he tried to score on me. Gets hosed at the plate to end the game. We win the game. And so watching Chris Taylor make that play the other night was like, oh, yeah, fuck yeah, I did that back in the day. That was a cool memory. Um, so, yeah, I just wanted to share that with you guys. But but the reason why I thought of it again, too, was because I'm, I don't know if I mentioned this on the podcast last week. I didn't uh, listen. I did listen to it, but I just don't think I talked about it. But... Um, I, while I've been in Oklahoma, have actually started playing in a, in an adult baseball league because, you know, just me being out here and just how fucked up the world is and everything. I'm just like, you know what, man, I need to try to do some things that are good for my soul. You know, this podcast is one of them, but, um, you know, let me fucking see if there's a baseball league out here. And sure enough, they had started playing adult baseball. Again, you know, right around the time I got out here. So I've been playing for the last, I don't know, I've played like five or six games, I think. And uh, I'm gonna, I, I ended up, you know, getting placed on a very uh, shitty team. <laughs> They're hor- it, it's honestly, if I'm being honest, probably the worst baseball team I've ever played for in my life. And that's That's 35 years of baseball and baseball teams and God knows how many teams, you know. And this is the shittiest team I've and, and and I've been on some shitty teams. You know, I was on a team one year in juniors where we went like four and fourteen or something. And uh, but we had the talent, we had good players, we just didn't win a lot of games, and so that was always kind of frustrating. We were very uh, underachieving, I guess you could say. Um, and I've been on a couple other shitty teams, but this is by far the shittiest team I've ever played for. And so, uh, 
<laughs> anyway, uh, I, we were playing, and uh, long story short, uh, there's a guy on first and second, and they hit a line drive in the gap, and I didn't think I was going to get to it. So I was running, and I had this weird thing where, like, like I'm still fast. So I'm not. I'm obviously not as fast as I used to be, but I can still read the ball off the bat pretty well, and I get good jumps because of that. And I end up, for some reason, I'm able to run faster as if I'm running for the ball than if I was just like say running on my own or running to a base or something. I don't know. There's something about seeing the ball and seeing how much distance I need to travel that makes me run faster. It's always been that way. I don't. I can't explain it. Anyway. I didn't think I was going to get there. I was getting ready to dive, and then I ended up getting there. But the guys on first and second apparently did not think I was going to get there. So they're like almost to the other base. You know, the guy on second is thinking he's probably going to score. And when I catch the ball, I easily am able to, you know, keep my momentum moving forward, throw the ball to second. That's two outs. And the shortstop then is able to get the ball and throw it to first base because that guy was way off of first base. And we got a triple play. And I was thinking about it. Again, I've been playing baseball for 35 years, and uh, I've never participated in a triple play because I usually play outfield. And... I've just never been a part of a triple play. I've been on teams that have executed triple plays, but I have never touched a ball and been involved in one. So, honestly, it was pretty fucking cool, man. I got to say, it was pretty fucking cool to be a part of a triple play. So, anyway, that's enough about me. Let's get back into the Dodgers. Um, they're 11-5 and five right now. We are officially uh, a quarter of the way through the season, through 16 games, um, which is fucking crazy. We're halfway to the halfway point, and I mean, we've known that this season is going to be crazy, but just to think about like just how much of this has been a sprint, and how many different things have happened, and the extra innings, and the extra players on the roster, and just all these different things. The season is going to be different, to say the least, but... If the season ended right now, um, the Dodgers would kind of be in a playoff position because there's going to be extra playoff games, but they would not be the division leader. And I don't like that because the Rockies are playing well. Um, and the thing about the Rockies is uh, they've got really good hitting and they have better pitching than they've had in years past. They have one of the best players in baseball in Nolan Arenado, who I've talked about many times. I wish he was a Dodger. But they also have Charlie Blackman, who's there. And they also have my boy, Matt Kemp. And as much as I want Matt Kemp to do well, because I just like the guy, I don't want him to do well when they play the Dodgers. That makes sense, right? Actually, I would be okay if Matt Kemp did well against the Dodgers, as long as the Dodgers still won the game. He could hit three home runs for all I care. If the Dodgers win 7-3, fucking right on, Matt. Sorry, dude. Um, but, uh, you know, I talked about last week how the Padres were a very exciting team, and they're, they're showing that still. Um, the Dodgers have a big four-game series with them this week at home. And, uh, you know, Fernando Tatis Jr., who I talked about last week, is leading uh, the league in home runs, which is crazy, and... They still have Machado. They still have Will Myers, who I've always liked. 
Um, you know, he's kind of been traded a couple times, and you know, some people might think that he hasn't lived up to his potential, but he's a fucking he's a good player, man. And you know, they're gonna have Eric Hosmer coming back, so the Padres are gonna be around. the The Rockies are around for now. And, uh, you know, they got Trevor Story still. And, you know, the National League West, for all for all that people want to say with the East Coast bias and whatnot, the National League West is one of the more competitive divisions in all of baseball. Um, that's just the way it is. You know, they've got more teams above 500 than any other division. And uh, it's, it's going to be exciting to see how it goes down. But I really want to talk about... Uh, you know, my my Cy Young predictions for this year, obviously, we talked about Clayton Kershaw ended up having a bad start last week, which I didn't appreciate. Um, like, hey, Clayton, I don't know if you know, but I'm fucking, you know, I'm making predictions out here. I can't afford to have you fuck up when I predict that you're going to fuck. Anyway, Bueller, again, had a great first couple starts. Not so well, you know, the other day. I don't want to talk about it. I want to talk about Dustin May, okay? And how I also said he has the potential to be the rookie of the year. And uh, he his stuff, you guys, his fastball moves so much, and he throws so hard, and his slide piece is fucking great. He, I know he's working on a curveball. But he, he, he looks confident. You know, he got his he got his taste of the major leagues last season. And now he's ready to contribute. He's in the rotation. You know, he doesn't have to worry about trying out or whatever. You know, and he, he's got a spot in the rotation. And as long as he keeps pitching the way he does, man, I think it, it's not out of the realm of possibility that he's going to be the rookie of the year this season. Generally, it doesn't go to a pitcher. But when you're fucking dealing like he's been... It's going to be May. Get it? It's like a little sync reference. It's whatever. Um, but I also would like to talk about the success of one Edwin Rios. Now, here's a person that I also have spoken about on previous, uh, previous you know, podcasts. I like his swing. He's got a very nice, just pretty swing. And this dude drops fucking bombs. Dropped another bomb the other night. He's got four home runs already. He's not even playing every day. And he's got four home runs. Like, the Dodgers, I mean, I can go on and on. Every year, I could, uh, every, every, every week, I could go on and on about how fucking deep, you know, the Dodgers are. But it's just a fact. You know, adding the DH this year actually helps the Dodgers because it allows them to get more guys, you know, more at bats, you know, than they would have if we didn't have the DH. You know, you can get a guy, you can get a guy a day off, but on the field, but still let him hit and you know get his stats up and whatnot. You can you know play a little bit more matchupy because you don't have to worry about okay, well. When's the pitcher spot coming up? You know, you could leave the hitters in there, and if someone's not doing well, then you could play the matchup and not have to worry about burning a pitcher. I mean, there's just so many elements when you add the DH. Not that I'm a huge fan, you know. I personally enjoy the National League game. Um, I do. 
I think it 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 offers some. Uh, I think it's just good to have you know the American League game and then have the National League game. But you know, for this year, obviously, we have to make some exceptions for things. But uh, I I tell you what, man. If Edwin, I, I said it last week. I'll say it again. If Edwin Rios keeps swinging the bat the way he is and dropping fucking bombs, dude, they're gonna have a hard time, you know, putting him down and. You know, with Justin Turner kind of coming towards the end of his contract, you know, I could see Edwin Rios being the third baseman of the future, or maybe he goes to first base, which is his more natural position, and then Muncy takes over at third. Like, the Dodgers are already set up for when, you know, Turner leaves, and for, like I said, you know, as sad as I am about it, this is probably Jock's last season in Dodger Blue. Edwin Rios could get moved to the outfield. Like, the Dodgers have so many possibilities with this deep roster, but in a short season, you know, if a couple players go down, you know, you just never know what's going to happen, but the Dodgers have uh, a nice, a nice week here, you know, they get to basically sleep in their own beds all week, they play the Padres for four games, and then we play the fucking Los Angeles Angels of Suck My Cock fucking... (laughs) The Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim, which is still the dumbest fucking name for a team ever. Los Angeles. Anaheim is not in Los Angeles. People that are from L.A. know. People that are from Orange County know. And, you know, for all of the shit that I talk to Angels fans and how they like to Say, when's the last time the Dodgers won the World Series? It's like, dude, the last time the Angels won the World Series, actually the only time, it was 18 years ago, dude. So, I mean, it's the same fucking shit at this point. You you can't you can't have that argument anymore, okay? The Angels are in last fucking place. They have the best player in the world, and they're in last fucking place, dude. I, I hate the fact that I have to, you know, as a baseball fan, I just like watching baseball games, you know? I just like watching ba- I could watch any game if I'm just sitting down and, you know, if I have the time, obviously. Time is obviously an issue. But, you know, back when I was a kid and growing up, I liked, you know, I could watch the Dodgers or then I could watch the Angels and, like, I liked it. But once the Angels won the World Series, fucking Angel fans, all the fucking white people, basically what it is, there's, like, all white people and, like, four Mexican Angel fans. And I don't even understand that. They're probably... Never mind. I'm not even going to get into it. Point being, they start acting like they're so much better than the Dodgers and the Dodgers are, you know, trash. And I'm like, what are you what are you talking about? Okay? What are you talking about? I remember when Angel Stadium was fucking empty, dude. You couldn't pay people to go to it just like they were just like the Clippers, basically. Only time people went to Angel Stadium, the Big A, Edison Edison Field, which they try to call it for a minute. Only time there were people there were when, you know, like, say, the Mariners were in town and people wanted to see Randy Johnson and Ken Griffey Jr. I was one of those people. Or maybe the Yankees or the Red Sox came to town. But other than that, people want to act like they've been diehard Angel fans this whole time. No, you fucking weren't, dude. There wasn't shit there, okay? They had to completely remodel the stadium just to get people to maybe go. And now, obviously, pandemic, nobody's going. But last year... Their attendance wasn't great either. Yeah, same thing. When they played the Dodgers and the Yankees and those teams, yeah, they're going to get a little bit of bump in attendance. But the Angel fans have fallen off. And so when people try to run their fucking mouths 
as if the Angels are some. It's like, dude, you guys haven't done shit, dude. When's the last time the Angels were in the play? When's the last time Mike Trout won a playoff game? Oh, that's right, fucking never. Are you serious, dude? Don't. I. I, I mean, I can go on. Like I said, I like baseball. I want to like the Angels. But certain Angel fans make it really hard for me to fucking watch and root for, like, even root for them because they're fucking assholes and they act like they've been ride or die this whole time. No, you fucking haven't. So, that's just my rant. Um, I, I, I've really, 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 really been enjoying uh, watching Mookie Betts. I talked about him last week. You know, he hurt his finger and then still hit a fucking jack into the pool. He hit another home run. Uh, this week after missing a couple games he's got four home runs and I just like watching him play dude he also made a fucking epic throw the other night um, to throw out uh, what's this fucking guy's name Marte on the Diamondbacks D-backs from like the right field corner on a fucking line to third base again don't know if he was intentionally trying to overthrow the cutoff man or if it just sailed, but he got the throw there, and I mean, it was just a fucking amazing play to watch, so I wish I could watch him in person, you know, play, because when you see guys on TV, you know, you can't, with the TV, unless they're doing like stat cast or something, you don't really get the full uh, comprehension of like how many you know, how far that person had to run. There's something, there's something about being there and actually getting to witness that and witnessing the closing speed and the arm and, like, you know, TV, yeah, like, it's still great and it's still cool to watch, but there is something about being able to watch it live that I really miss. So, I mean, I'm glad that we have him locked up for the next 13 fucking years because I'm really going to enjoy watching him play in person. Um, he's better than Puig. I'm sorry for all you fucking Dodger fans that want fucking Puig back. Obviously, there's a reason why he's gone. There's probably some internal stuff that we don't know about that we don't they don't talk about in the media because they don't want to, you know, just start any war of words. Or the Dodgers don't do stuff like that. Okay, you very, very, very rarely hear, especially with you know new ownership and just everybody that's on the team with the leaders they have. You never really hear about outside noise going on. Um, you know, the biggest, I think, controversy we've had recently is just David Price deciding to opt out of this season. And rightfully so. You know, he's got kids and he's worried about his family. And I totally get. Here's the thing, guys. Little secret. Um, if he decides he wants to pitch this season, he could still come back. So, you know hold your breath but also maybe don't hold your breath because you never know but i'm just saying it's possible that's all i'm saying but um i'm really excited to watch the dodgers play the padres again i feel even though we just fucking played them it's gonna be a four game series and uh i don't want to split i would like for the dodgers obviously to take two of uh, to take three of four i definitely look forward to the dodgers taking two of three against the angels hopefully sweep so um, here's my prediction for the week, you guys. Here is my prediction. I predict the Dodgers go 7-2 and two this week. What? Yeah, that's my prediction. 7-2. and uh, Did I say 7-2? and 5-2. and two. They play seven games. I predict the Dodgers go 5-2. and two. Um, I think Kershaw will have a better outing this week. I think May is going to continue to pitch well. Bueller will uh, continue to, uh, you know, he had a rough start. But, uh, you know, 
I think he'll, he'll get the job done. Urias has looked fucking great, so that prediction is right up there. Um, it's a lot to be excited about if you're a Dodger fan, man. Or just a baseball fan in general. Unless you're like a fucking Cardinals fan and your team catches COVID for no reason at all. Uh, Marlins fucking missed like 10 games and they have one of the best records percentage-wise in baseball, which is crazy because I honestly couldn't tell you one person on the fucking Marlins. I, I, I Like, if I went through the roster, then I could probably be like, oh yeah, so-and-so. But off the top of my head, I can't fucking think of anybody on the Marlins right now. Literally. I can think of a lot of people that used to be on the Marlins, but I don't know one person on the Marlins other than Don Mattingly off the top of my head right now. So I don't know how the fuck they're doing it, but the you know, Dodgers don't play them, obviously, because of the regional restrictions on because of COVID and whatnot. But um, yeah, who fucking knows, man? Anyway, um, five and two. Uh, you guys, I'm, I'm so excited that this podcast is now on uh, Apple Podcasts and Spotify. You know, I've been trying to kind of figure out how to do it, and I have now. So, you know, you can listen to this podcast. It's on Anchor FM. Um, it's on Spotify. It's on Apple Podcasts. And it's probably on some other outlets. So wherever you listen to this podcast, thank you. I appreciate it. Um, when I get more time, which is going to be in a couple weeks, I'm going to start scheduling some interviews and some baseball people I can bring in and kind of make this podcast more exciting for myself, more exciting for you guys. Um, so keep an eye on that. But uh, if you are listening to it on, on Apple Podcasts, do me a favor, um, subscribe, rate, review. It really helped me grow this. Uh, there's a couple other Dodger podcasts that I'd like to surpass in downloads and whatnot. So maybe you guys can help me out with that. Um, but yeah, I really appreciate you guys listening. And uh, this has been My Blue Thoughts. I appreciate it. I'll see you guys next time.